Hey, welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. My name is Jack Stone. We are here with Brian Chavez. And we have another great episode for you guys. Now, I pose a question for this one. Have you ever gone to a doctor and wonder, man, geez, why isn't my doctor ever prescribed cannabis? Or any time where you're like, man, why don't doctors prescribe cannabis? Well, you're in luck because that's Again. exactly what why we're talking not? about today. Yes. Boom. What's going on, Ryan? Boom. How are you feeling today? What is up? That is – this is – dude, we have not five, – almost five years. Almost five years. We have 250-plus episodes. We have not had this discussion no. about cannabis and your doctor Crazy. until today. No. But we're talking about it today because it's a needed talk mm-hmm. that we should have because – it's a new year again, and maybe it's a new time for you to have a new conversation with your doctor about a new strategy that can involve a new plant friend that can uh, help you be better, right? And that's what we're talking about, always. Absolutely. <laughs> always, always, always. So welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If, if, you, are, uh, if you are returning, we, are, we just can't thank you guys enough for your support. Um, again, thank you guys for writing into us and just reaching out. A lot of you have been doing that. Can't thank you enough for that. Uh, if the, any of the content that we're talking about today is going to help a loved one or a friend, please feel free to share it. Uh, if you guys haven't done this already and, and you've been enjoying the content you've been getting from this episode or any of the 250 plus, please, please consider doing the one thing that can help us the most. And that's giving us that little rating on uh, Apple or iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you guys are listening mm-hmm. to this. Like many of you already have. Can't thank you guys enough. Um, for those of you that have, uh, but any others, please feel free, um, because we're just going to keep the content rolling and that's, that's what we do here, right, Jack? Oh yeah. Cannabis kind of podcast. So today we're talking about this topic, um, cannabis in your doctor. So I think I like to start this conversation with asking why, 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 why is this topic important? Why should you guys spend time listening to this? Well, I think that almost is not that's almost self-explanatory right <laughs> because yeah. i think this is more of a big question people have right about like really like that's what we get a lot right like why are why are doctors not talking about this more with their patients possibly or why aren't people talking about this more with their doctors and jack you were the one specifically that approached this so i would love to hear I mean, from my take, I think there's a lot of misconceptions in this community. I'm so happy we're talking about this um, because uh, I can't wait to tell my story as well. Uh, but Jack, uh, I want to hear your why, why you think this is important, because um, you had some good ones previously when we were first started talking about Yeah, this. absolutely. So I was uh, walking with my wife and we we're just chatting and um, I was dealing with anxiety. So it's like, you know, should I see a, a therapist? Should I do this? Should I... I'm like, you know, and my wife doesn't, she doesn't like, she doesn't want to use cannabis. I've tried many times, bad situation that misconceptions, things happen. You know, we try it once and you had a bad experience and it's like, but anyways, Mm -hmm. we're walking. I'm like, well, why don't you, you know, cannabis is great for anxiety. Why don't you use it? And she's like, well, my doctor didn't prescribe that. And it's like, (laughs) well, what makes it so that doctors can prescribed then i just started thinking like what then we started getting into a little debate like you know what it it, and it got it came down to like uh what's federally what doctors 
are taught in school and what the government allows them to prescribe yeah. is what it comes down to. Not, yeah. not the actual stuff, the science behind the, the product. So I agree. This is because this topic, you know, in, in my opinion, is so important um, because so many people will only listen to their doctor. And if their doctor says, hey, you know what? You should you should get a cannabis like prescription, right? We should like do that. Like, guess what? They're they're probably going to do it right now. Granted, you know, I don't want to get into all this, but there's a lot of people during COVID that did not listen to their doctors, <laughs> right? So that didn't happen. Granted, there is a whole political campaign going on against all that and for whatever, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But for just about everything else in the world, I mean, people will listen to their doctors because they just, that's what they know. And that's what they, for most people, they've been told, you know, do it. And I think cannabis has really taught me that, um, about this topic, at least, like, I've, I've dealt with a few different scenarios. I've dealt with scenarios where uh, I've, you know, worked with doctors who are very, very um, open-minded and consultative around the topic. And, and I really appreciate that. And, and what that means is they typically tell me, you know, I, I don't know a lot about this, but I'm really willing to learn and, and I'm interested and I don't see any concerns why this should be an issue right now. Right. And then, you know, there's, there's been other doctors that <clears throat> I've worked with that are completely the opposite. And, and they're very, you know, they have very old school trains, training, the train of thoughts on this topic. And mm-hmm. they express those, those um, opinions. And mainly because they, they're used to, in my opinion, right, I guess this is just my opinion, but I, I think this is true, my opinion, um, that they're used to speaking to a, a certain subset of people that that aren't familiar with cannabis and therefore they just can stick to the knowledge that they have that they haven't updated in years because they haven't really had the incentive to update it and that's mainly because they don't feel that the research is there and that the support in from the right research is there to do that right and so you know it 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 would take effort to kind of go against the grain in that sense right and there's a lot of like lawsuits that doctors have to be wary of right <laughs> that are flying around mm-hmm. and so it's just easier for them to say no 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 just stay away from that I, i'm not talking about that you know and and so i've seen that too and i've seen it after you know we've been doing 200 plus shows of of so- stuff like this and it it bothers me because i think in those scenarios a lot of people will turn away from cannabis specifically because they saw their doctor either repel it really harshly when they brought it up or, um, you know, just maybe they were nervous to not, you know, nervous enough to not even want to bring it up in the first place. So I, I think this episode today is to really just navigate this entire conversation around this stuff, around this topic, right? Like cannabis and your doctor, which is what we're calling this episode as of now, at least. Uh, probably going to keep it there because I think it's important because I think it's important for you to know what expectations to go in with in this conversation, right? Yep. Cause a lot of people don't. And when you go in with those expectations, you're going to be more likely to be mindful to have these conversations. And I think it's, you know, that's what we need because then you're going to be asking better questions and then you're going to have a better conversation. You're going to get a better result. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Right. So I think it's really important to start, you know, with a medical history of cannabis, like 
like what is the history behind medical cannabis i should say well it all started in the east right mm-hmm. um historically cannabis has been used for medicinal purposes for years uh, especially in you know china india egypt all have documented um, medicinal uses with cannabis and then it shifted to the west right uh was it until the 19th century that um western medicine began to take notice and in the 1800s it was Irish physician William O'Shaughnessy, O'Shaughnessy. Who popularized that's right O'Shaughnessy who popularized O'Shaughnessy. the medical use of cannabis in western medicine after observing its use in India. Mm-hmm. So um just like how a lot of great things come to the US, right? There's there's someone who travels and they see other things that are great and they bring them over here, right? Um so then it finally picked up steam here in the US uh during the 20- 19th and early 20th centuries as a medicinal uh, proponent and a lot of home cabinets actually. And in 1930s, this is when reefer madness took effect. So there's a few times in a few of our episodes in the past where if you guys want to go back and talk or take a look when we talk about the legalization history of cannabis, we talk about reefer madness. Reefer madness was a movie. I believe it was released in, I think 1937. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really scared the American public. Uh, about cannabis, right? Like people were very concerned about cannabis after this. It's when everything started to change. It's the reason why it, cannabis went on to become, you know, on the list of being a schedule one drug where it shouldn't be. Right. And we'll talk about that. Um, which is the next point <laughs> in 1970, um, you know, is when that happened. Uh, cannabis was put on as a schedule one drug because for years, the reefer madness effect, which you guys got to watch this movie. It's free on YouTube. Reefer Madness. Oh, yeah. Just watch it. Um, I, I enjoy it. Every 420 I watch it. It's just, it's a great, it's not a great movie. It's a horrible movie, but it's so <laughs> bad. It's funny. That's why, that's what it is, right? That's why you got to watch it, right? You, you know, there's a lot of interest, but there's still a lot of restrictions in cannabis. And so it wasn't until what, the late 20th and, and early 21st century here where a lot of states started legalizing medical use of cannabis. And that was often in response to a lot of advocacy from patients that were using it for very serious needs, right? Like cancer, right? Mm -hmm. And recovery of and leukemia. Like there's a lot of like chronic pains people were using it for. But, um, you know, now I, I think we started with the chronic pain, serious needs, which is certainly something cannabis can help with for sure. But what we're starting to find is the holistic, and this is what I always believed in, is the holistic benefit of how cannabis can assist in a much more preventative way and and holistic way, right? Like a lot of the physical ailments we have, what I mean by that, a lot of the physical ailments we have are just um, results of of a lot of the minor ailments we get from every day, a lot of the stressors that we go through and the anxieties that we manifest or that we have, or that we're these knee jerk reactions that we overreact to that create higher levels of cortisol in our systems that create higher, higher levels of inflammation that give us more issues down the road, right. With more ailments. So that's, you know, kind of what I'm talking about with the holistic mindset of cannabis. It used to be very chronic based, very like, or acute-based, right, with cancer patients. Now we're looking at a more holistic use of cannabis, which I think is fantastic. And that's kind of how we've evolved. And I think now it's even being intertwined into wellness, like daily purposes, especially, you know, high CBD, full-spectrum cannabis. Fantastic, right? If you need high THC for certain X, Y, and Z reasons, that's fine too. But, you know, just the fact that it's, it's, 
we're, we're taking note of the endocannabinoid system, right? Which to my next point here, um, that's the history, right? But now we're talking about what we're talking about today, right? So, and, and the question, you know, I like to think about is when did doctors even start being taught about cannabis in medical schools? Well, you know, this idea of even teaching cannabis and, and I've spoken to some, you know, people that have recently, you know, left medical school and they, they still don't talk about it in a way that is widespread, you know, th- that's taught in a widespread way, right? Like people, they're familiar, doctors are familiar with the endocannabinoid system in cannabis, but none of them are leaving medical school confident, it seems, to be able to really, you know, discuss any type of strategy with a patient, right? A cannabis strategy with a patient. So um, despite like growing acceptance with people, growing evidence of it being used in different states successfully, and a lot of, you know, good things we've seen with cannabis, there still is, is not a lot of education going on, except for the University of Maryland Pharmacy School, which did launch a program, which is fantastic, that I'm glad they did. Um, that's really important because obviously we're talking about medications and the interactions of cannabis with different medications and the study of that, which may help medical schools find this topic to be something more legitimate to discuss. And maybe that's the issue. I, I don't know. Like it, it, maybe I think that's a lot of this, really a lot of the stigma. Yeah. Right. Um, and the, the feel the the, I think the idea behind or the concept that maybe there isn't enough research, which there's, a lot of research, right? That's, that's, you know, when we're talking about like when they started being taught medical cannabis, I mean, they're still being taught. Yeah. (laughs) It's like starting now. So it's like, it's a very fresh topic. So Jack, I I talked a little bit. I, did I mention it? I want to stop there for a second. No, it's it's all be, it's the, the controlled substance act of 1970. This classifies cannabis as a schedule one drug, making it illegal to prescribe. It's up. It's putting it up there. With the uh, what it, like uh, the really hard drugs here, like the uh, like like meth yeah. and like uh, heroin. Yeah. So like, it's, that's why doctors can't prescribe right. it because exactly it's Schedule One. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, that's it. I mean, that's that's the main thing. So it's like that's it's because one person or one like uh, a group of people determined that this this thing here is as bad as like some of the worst drugs out there so whoever is your madness producers yep these are the ones that <laughs> because of that so that's it's their fault is what i was getting yeah so so like so so doctors can't pres- here's the thing doctors can't prescribe cannabis because it's a schedule 1 drug you can't prescribe it right. you can recommend it and there's states that have legalized it for medical purposes, right? Medical cannabis. That's that's a lot of a lot of states. Most states start that way, yep. right? Um, so doctors can recommend it where where cannabis is legal in that sense. Uh, and, and it's a little nuance that kind of gets doctors around, you know, the not being able to touch cannabis because it's a Schedule One drug. The fact that states are chopping that down piece by piece, it allows it gives doctors a little bit of leeway to allow for a recommendation to explore medical cannabis, which is great. Um, so, and, and the reason why, you know, the bigger reason why is because the FDA has to research cannabis. And the yep. FDA cannot research cannabis until it's off the schedule one list. There so we just go through the cycle with cannabis, which, which is unfortunate, but until we deschedule it, which has to happen, I think 
we're in an election year. This has to happen. Yeah. Right. Like that's my thought because if, now we have so many so widely accepted nationwide yeah. that it's, yeah. Like people are just tired of this. Like, right. Come on, let's go. Like it's, I don't even see Fox news demonizing it as much like they used to. Right. Like they use <laughs> now they demonize it more as like, I see them demonize it more as like a lazy stoner thing. Yeah. Not as like, if you if you're caught with cannabis, you should go to jail. Like no one, I don't really think you can in certain states, absolutely. But like no one really thinks that. I feel like nowadays mm-hmm. as much, right? Like it's not really widespread. I don't see that, you know, proposed as much that sediment at least. But I could be wrong. I mean, you know, maybe I'm just looking at the wrong places. I feel like I try and balance it out, but <laughs> where I'm watching. But um, so I don't know. We just need more education. We still need more education, even though there's. What I say before, I think we've had a show in 40,000 plus research articles. We've, you know, we've, we have on this already. Yet. You know, we, we still need more. There's a big, thick historical stigma right. that's out there. The that studies are in. not allowing yeah, us. We, yeah, yeah the, there's research. The yeah, there's research. It's just not FDA approved. So there's research. There's yeah. studies. The same thing that the FDA would do to say, okay, this is okay. It's being done. Yeah. The FDA said, okay, well, we're, we didn't do those tests because of this exactly. 1970 rule a uh, schedule one drug rule by the so yeah. because of that yeah that's and and thank god because we've had people on the show that have done those studies right a lot of the studies that these states are able to do that in these universities that are university back that we can trust because we do ha- know that these universities here have standards when they do these studies right and they need if they're going to publish these studies they have to have certain standards behind those studies and they have reputations right so you know luckily and fortunately we we do I can, we can't have faith in these studies, right? So now we're getting into the nuances of the conversation with the doctor, right? We're talking, we've just talked about the history and a little bit about their background and the history of medicine and, and, and cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, in general in the East and West. But now we're getting into the conversation. So what are the common misconceptions when you have that conversation that your doctor may have when they're talking? To you? Oh, now, boy. there's going to be several, and I've seen these before. And they're frustrating. <laughs> they're really frustrating. So the first things first, what's intimidating uh, before I even get into any of this is that when you're having a conversation with a doctor, they're so used to, and I mentioned this before, they're so used to um, very often, and this is not every doctor, okay? I've, I've seen them both, but the ones that will do this, they'll do this. Uh, they're just confident. They know what they know, and they're just going to say it as though it's 100% fact, these misconceptions, right? And I've seen this. Um, so... First is cannabis that is addictive. Now, I don't want to say it's not addictive. It's addictive in some scenarios. In a small percentage, it is addictive. I think it's less than 10%, 5%, something like that we've seen, right? Um, I, you know, there are substances that are significantly more addictive, tobacco, alcohol, that we do not talk about or demonize at all, right? So if someone says, do you drink? if your doctor says this and you say, yeah, I drink, you know, a few times a week, or I, I have a few drinks a day, right. Or I have a smoke a day. Um, I don't know. Like I've, I've talked, I've said this before and I haven't had that action demonized, especially if I say I drink several times a week. Right. Um, so, but I've, I've heard this with cannabis and I've, and, and I don't think it's fair. Right. And, and it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, a lot of misconceptions are behind that. So cannabis being addictive, you know, and is one thing that you may hear that isn't true. Um, there's no scientific evidence supporting medical cannabis. We just talked about how there's thousands, tens of thousands of research papers from really quali- qualified 
universities that have research that we can, and, and, and associations, right. That have research that we can look at and, and turn to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is always getting bigger and it's changing. Cannabis is a gateway drug. This is an old school mindset that hasn't shown to be true. We've actually seen um, cannabis, specifically high CBD cannabis, uh, do the opposite of that and and help people come off of opioids. And, you know, specifically myself, I would say that I use alcohol very often as an anti-anxiety crutch and cannabis allowed me to not do that anymore, right? Cannabis allowed me to, how did it do that? Allowed me to focus more on healthier behaviors mm-hmm. that allowed me to, to get that crutch off my back permanently. So it allowed me to lead into healthier habits, really, I would say. So I don't think it, I just don't believe it's a gateway drug. We haven't really seen evidence of that. We've seen it used with other drugs. It can't say it's a gateway drug. Um, all cannabis use is harmful. I mean, I don't know. Super old school thought. I mean, they just got to there's I mean, maybe smoking, right? Like could could be harmful. Mm-hmm. They can they can just generalize all cannabis use because they just assume that you're smoking it, but maybe you're using it as a tincture or an edible, right? And and that's completely harmless. And you can dry, you know, um whole flower vaporize the dried flower with a dry flower vaporizer and that's really helpful as well. Uh, I talked to my doctor about that and they were very happy that I was whole flower vaporizing uh, when I mentioned that to them. So um, just, you know, and, and that's part of another discussion and, and being lazy and unproductive. This is a stigma that, you know, we just, we've talked about here with the flat stoner on the couch, you know, sliding off the pan, you know, those commercials that we've seen and talked about in the past. That's just not true. Right. Um, and, and in fact, I want to talk about this because we had David Coy on the show uh, a few months ago from Jointly, the Jointly app. Mm-hmm. And I use this, guys. And again, I don't bring people on the show and for products that I don't myself use or I'm interested in at least. Um, and, you know, there's at least, you know, cannabis users are conscious users. And that's why there's an app like Jointly that exists in the first place, right? It allows you to take notes of your consciously, be conscious of your cannabis experience and take notes of that experience. It also allows you to ask questions um, to understand cannabis better. And that's what I use it for. I really like the chat GPT version of, of jointly because it's really accurate and it's very cannabis friendly. <laughs> it like, it has great cannabis information, right? So, um, about a hundred thousand cannabis users will use that app. And, and so like cannabis users are really mindful, right? Like you don't see the same. I don't think you can say the same with alcohol users. It's just like, again, like we know where that ends and it's not a fun place when you use X amount of alcohol, right? On a regular basis. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, these are some of the misconceptions they can have. And and now we're talking about the conversation. So like, how can you bring this up to your doctor? Right. And I think this is where people get really nervous because they don't want to feel bad when they bring things like this up and they feel like it's kind of awkward because they don't want to be demonized. And, and I, I'd say this, if you bring this up to your doctor and, and you feel like they're treating you like you are just like crazy for trying cannabis. I think it's time to find a new doctor. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I just, I think it's, I, I, and I, and I don't mean that because they should be okay with you trying cannabis. They just shouldn't demonize you for it. They should ask a lot of questions as, as like you, uh, you are going to ask. Right. So like if your doctor is, is not, if you don't feel as though your doctor is, is getting consultative with you on this topic, then that's where I think, you know, we, we get some red flags, but we're going to talk about red flags too. I don't want to get into all that. I jump a little bit. 
Um, first, what are some ways? Do your research. Know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Go into the conversation with 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 you know. Go in full. Go into it mindfully. Right. I think that's really important. Be honest. Like, tell them why you're having this conversation. What are the ailments you're considering that you want to have cannabis help you with? Right. Like, and and what are the concerns that possibly you're having as well with that consideration? I think it's important that you bring that up as well. They may be able to help you with those concerns. Um, ask a ton of questions and share your goals. Know why, why, why you want to use cannabis and what you want to use it for and let them know that. And, and if they may say, you know, I, I wouldn't try cannabis first. There, there's a better documented use to try this instead. Or they may say, you know, I, 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 sure. We've had a few patients try that and it's, or I haven't, and I'm happy to be the first to help you walk through that. Right. Like it, it all kind of depends and I think you need to be the person because your doctor isn't going to do this for you. You need to be the person that brings it up and it's awkward, but um, now I just don't even care. Like <laughs> I bring it up to my doctor. I don't even care anymore. Even if it's a new doctor, I'm like, well, this is what I do. And if they just like, again, like if they're like, nah, sorry. And if they have a lot of misconceptions about it, um, I just, you know, I, I will let them know what I do at that point. And if they're still as, like a lot of pushback then it's, which I haven't really had to be honest, like for mm-hmm. my doctor personally. Um, but I've had it for my vet and uh, you know, and that's kind of interesting. And I've talked to pediatricians as well on this that have had interesting um, uh, uh, out, outtakes on it. But um, I don't know. I just, I just think if you have that conversation, like I've had it before um, just know like why you're going into it. And then they're going to, you know, come from, I think a level, a higher level of respect when they give you that answer, right? If they, if they feel like you're trying to be mindful with your discussion on cannabis, you have a better chance of getting a real honest and genuine answer from them, which could even be like exploratory, which is fine, right? Like, I think that's okay because again, a lot of doctors have not been trained in cannabis and, and that's, that's okay too. But guess what? They're experts in everything else in our health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we really, we need them, you know, to like, to, to be consultative and to work with us on this. So I love it when, when I work with doctors that like are just like, again, they don't have to be like rah, rah cannabis, but just like be open to the exploration of it because there is value and a lot of benefit that people are seeing, but we would love it if we can get somebody that knows the human body, like an expert, like a doctor to really like jump in and be on board and like help us on that journey. You know, like that is, I think really what we're always looking for. So red flags, right? What are we not looking for when we have this conversation? Well, mm-hmm. dismissiveness, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's like huge. Like you bring this topic up and the doctor's like, Nope, I don't even think we need to consider this. And you're like, well, I'm trying to be honest and, you know, ask you questions and your doctor's like, Nope, no, no. <laughs> right. Like that. I think that's a big red flag, you know? So that, that's one thing. Um, lack of knowledge. Oh God, I've had this before. We're like the doctor just starts spewing information and you just know it's not true. Like I had a doctor tell me once that like the, the, you, you can't consider, you know, like it's hard to consider a, 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 a cannabis gummy because there's no way that you can separate the THC from 
the gummy. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? It's like 2022 or something like that. When this conversation took place, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, that is wrong, wrong, wrong. You know, there's so much technology around that. So like I knew, right. And so then you just, you know, you got to make a decision there. Do I cut things off or do I just stick to my wheelhouse, have them stick to their wheelhouse in the conversations and I'll bring these things up. Right. So then you got to, you know, figure out that from there. But, um, if they're not educated, you know, but they're open to learning more, like, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, you know, but but let me, let me, let me do some research. Great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's cool. Right. Like I'm totally cool with that. Like, let's do it. You know? So that's, that's what I want to see more of. Hopefully. Um, unwillingness to discuss the risks, you know, there's a lot of doctors scared of lawsuits and all that stuff. I get it. Um, may not be right for you if you're looking for cannabis, you know, and if it's too risky for them to talk about. And then you have doctors that may prescribe cannabis that may be like overly cannabis friendly, which is strange. I don't know. I've never really seen that, but I've seen like maybe very lenient doctors. Um, and that's not entirely something you want either. So, you know, something to consider. Jack, mm-hmm. did I miss anything on those? I'm curious. Cause I know you've had some, you've had some experience as well. So, I think the, the the bottom line here is if you if this is something you want to pursue, your doctor should be you you if your doc your doctor should be willing to look into these things. Like if it's not this isn't yeah. some like mojo jojo out of the out of this world like cannabis or you're not practice. asking them to try heroin. Yeah, yeah, that and then it's it's there's <laughs> studies. Other countries are doing it. Like we're at the point where people know that there's some def some big benefits to things like CBD. You know we what are we doing? Like if they're not willing to hear you out, like there's a problem here. So I think that uh, you're hitting on a lot of great points. I think the red flags, you, these all make total sense, but I think it's just, yeah, the bottom line, like they should, should be hearing you out <laughs> and, and giving. Yeah, some yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, that's it, right? Like your doctor should be consultative. It's your body, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day. Um, and again, you know, some people may believe the doctor should just tell you what to do. I, I don't know. That's my belief. I think your doctor should be consultative, um, should help you walk through options and be honest, be like, no, I don't think cannabis is right. And this is why, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's cool. I mean, it may not be what you're looking for because, but, or it may be exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Like your doctor to give you a real answer of their medical opinion and listen to that. Right. Or it's your your choice and you don't want to, I don't know, like it's totally up to you. But at the end of the day, the point of a doctor is to have somebody that is intimately aware of your needs personally and can direct you on medical advice based on, you know, based on those needs. Right. And it may be yes or no to cannabis. Right. And, but the point is, will they have that conversation? And that's what you want to be able to have. Absolutely. Um, That real honest, open conversation. And I think any great doctor would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, right. So how can one find this cannabis friendly doctor? Well, there's a lot of online directories. Yeah. Look at normal. That's a site that you can use. Um, Americans for safe access, uh, I guess is another one that, that you can utilize. Um, I haven't done it that way, but I was doing some mm-hmm. research and saw that you can do that. Uh, your medical dispensary, your cannabis clinics, they often will have uh, contacts that they know that you can utilize. Uh, you can ask for referrals. There's people that have medical cards that may know other people that can help you with that too. Oh yeah. Um, telemedicine services oh, like NugMD. I know we've talked about them in the past. I use. Yep. Them. That's. I think you did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really simple because then you don't easy. have to be anywhere specific. Mm-hmm. You talk to yeah. the doctor. It's easy quick and easy. And just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Exactly. And then, uh, or you can just ask your current doctor. Like, if your doctor is 
is open to cannabis, you think, and, and already, and you've had this conversation, you think they would be, mm-hmm. um, they may have, they may even tell you, which would be great, actually. No, I'm sorry. I, I don't have that specific knowledge. I myself don't do this, but I know somebody that does and that you can talk to here. Here's a recommendation. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and so like, just as like, I remember, uh, our vet, um, specifically was very like, I remember my wife brought up, uh, we gave, you know, CBD products to our dog and he was very, um, well, I don't know. You really got to look into like, just be careful, you know? And, and my wife told me that and she didn't know how to navigate that conversation. <laughs> she, I wasn't there. I, I, I wasn't there. And she said, well, he said, you know, and it's maybe better that I wasn't right. But, um, but you know, I, we, we just, I, I knew what was okay and not okay. Cause I did my research and whatnot. Um, but funny enough, you know, my dog went through some surgeries and she's better now, but she's going through therapy now. And uh, this was a recommended veter- veterinarian that that our do- that her vet recommended, right? Like the surgery, this physical therapist, doggy physical therapist. And guess what? They recommend these specific cannabis tablets for dogs. Hell and, yeah! And so, so like, so like, it's funny that like her vet was you know shying away from it. But where we take her now for physical therapy is very like what was recommended by this vet, very pro cannabis and has different options for the dog, which which is cool. Like, I, you know, and, and so I just and it's also just shows that um, it's a very old school train of thought. And, and yeah. it's it's, it, it's safer to be risky for a lot of these doctors. I think it's safer to be risky. And, and you can't like my parents raised me that way. They raised me to believe that if I was around cannabis, I would go to prison for life. Mm-hmm. If I was caught around cannabis, even if I didn't touch it, yep. <laughs> you know, like, and I can't blame them because that's kind of, it could be something or, but you know, like I can't blame somebody for just wanting the best in that case. So, you know, but the times are changing. Oh yeah. Right? And that's, and, and now we know what's, what's best for people is probably to give them access to something that can make them feel better holistically and be better. Right. And, and if it's, if, if we can have the education to point us in the right direction, which is exactly what we need from our medical community, more of it. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, they are the people that can help us do that. And I, and I hope we can continue to, I think it's, I think it's happening. You know, we're, we're, as long as we keep rolling, as long as we can deschedule cannabis, if we can keep getting these States to, yeah. to you know, prove it, our doctors are going to just, they got to get involved. Oh, they yeah. have to, they got to start teaching this at medical universities. They have to, right. Like just to, yeah, not maybe to an extreme extent, but they got to do, I don't know, learn about the endocannabinoid system, right. you know, like let's, let's start, let's, you know, like, I, I we go to festivals, man, and seniors are lined up the the door to talk about cannabis. If there's a cannabis vendor there, you know, and it's just it's amazing. And that's exactly Sorry, it. I think that's like you've got yeah. everybody's asking for. My dad, who's same thing, retired now. He want like he now he goes to dispensaries, but he want yeah, yeah. he never smoked yeah. at all because like, he was stigma's there, changing. Yeah, because like drug tests, yeah. like he he's like they do random yeah. drug tests, and I don't want to lose my pension. But like, which makes total sense. Right. Just he's navigating the yep, world, of course, and that's what it is. Yep. I think we're getting into a place where it's becoming more open. So in that sense, it's going to yeah. have to go into the direction of doctors being taught it because it this it's not that's going it. anywhere. It's becoming legalized in all different states and things like because people yeah. are waking up to this shit. Like it's not what yeah. it was before. Like 
it is getting the stigma is starting to get reduced. You could see it. Like, you know, everybody's talking yeah. about it. Like it's, it's a very common thing now. So it's, it's a good thing. Super excited the way yeah. the world's going with it. And I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that I think that this, the criteria for cannabis will start getting put up in these. I mean, it's the whole FDA. As soon as FDA, I, I think that, that that's going to happen. I think you, you know, Ryan and I were talking that they're going to reduce um, the drug level of uh, what Canada yeah. says, uh, you know, level one drug, schedule. schedule one drug. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. where it starts. And I'm optimistic that's where it's it going I think it's going to change. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is, it's an important conversation because, um, you know, if you're just know that if you're going to have this with your doctor, right, there's a lot of different outcomes that can be had. And I think the biggest thing that you like this from this episode is for you to go into that conversation, you listener, knowing these different outcomes. If you know these different types yep. of outcomes that could be had from these conversations, you'll have a better expectation. You'll be able to ask better questions, right? And those questions are going to help you guide you towards better, better medical advice, 100%. right? Like you like just know that if, if you have this conversation and your doctor is just not open to having it and they're throwing any of these misconceptions or red flags at you, then th- to get a second opinion, right? Like, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be like, if your doctor says no cannabis at all, like make sure they tell you why, why, why not doctor? Why can't I tell me why, please like, tell me why I can't have cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't it good for me? You know, and, and then make them explain that. And they may have a great explanation. Well, it's not because you're on X, Y, and Z medication and you do, right? They may have a real explanation, but I think you'll know at that point if they will or won't, right? Just by the sentiment of that conversation. If they're open and honest and having a really nice discussion, you're going to know where they stand with cannabis. And if they say no, there's probably a real reason why, right? But mm-hmm. if, if they're just being closed-minded and you feel that from the beginning, you know, that, and they're just kind of throwing out objections just to like kind of brush off the conversation and shut it off, you know, then, you know, you'll know, you'll feel it. So I think this conversation is really helpful because I think a lot of people don't research cannabis more because of Mm -hmm. these types of unfortunate conversations that can happen with your doctor. So we hope that this episode will help you guys go into that conversation more mindfully, right? So you have better conversations in the end or can find better advice if you need to. So Jack, those are my final, final thoughts. Um, any others that you'd like to add to yourself? It all comes down to like the way the trends are going, the future's going. I, I'm yeah. pretty optimistic. I'm excited for, for the way things cool. are going, but yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, guys, all right, check us out. Instagram, uh, the cannabis C, uh, Instagram.com, uh, Gmail us, the cannabis C at Instagram. Oh, geez. The cannabis C at Gmail.com. Um, <laughs> let us know your opinion. We want to know what you guys think about, you know, the doctor situation, you know, cannabis and doctors. Is, is you, have you talked about it to your doctor? If they is, do you have a story or something you want to share? Let us know. We love hearing you guys. Love hearing from you guys, and we'll see you talk to you next week. Woo. Thanks, Jack. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.